hello i am coming here live to talk about money today relating to money feeling better about money understanding money healing money being empowered with money all the things money hi everyone hi friends hello 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 tell me who's coming on live i see ali i see kristen i see my mom <laughs> hi mom my mom's my biggest fan i love her so much hi jenny hi when you're coming in drop a comment let me know you're here so i can say hello hi so this is a part two to a free class that we did on friday called overflow that's talking about you guessed it money and if you haven't watched that replay yet you can go find it the link is in my bio it's about an hour and a half long class and hi hi everybody hello 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 and what we did is we asked via email and also during the class itself if people had questions about money hi hi everybody i'm so excited so we took these questions about money and we put them in a sweet little Google Doc, and I am going to read said questions and answer said questions for you all here today. Hi! Hi, everybody! So, I'm going to be going through as many of these questions as I can for about the next hour. This will be recorded. It will be up on my feed forever. You can come back and listen to it like a sweet little podcast and absorb all the information. Also know that if you're here live with me, you can ask a question in the comment box here of the live. We are here doing this live. I can't wait to answer your questions and we're going to get started. And also an invitation for you all. I talk about it in overflow. I'm talking about it on my stories all week, all next week. You think I'm back. Okay. I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb. So it might pause for just a second. Hold on. I'm going to do the do not disturb. Okay. Now I won't get calls. Okay. So the invitation is I have a 12 month container called Wealthy where these questions that we're going into today will go into deeper and you'll have practices and all sorts of things to actually integrate it, lessons, group calls over a 12 month period. You can, I'm not gonna talk about it too much today. You can find more details all in my stories, but I just wanna let you all know, it's open for enrollment now. It's open for a limited time. So a lot of my courses you can jump into at any time. But with Wealthy, we actually have an open and closed period. So it closes August 16th. So if that's something you're interested in, you can find more details in my link, in my bio. There's a full sales page. You can DM me. You can check the story highlights, all the things. Okay. So now we're going to go into the questions. All right. What order do I want to do this in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Question number one how to move past the belief that money has to be hard to get, that I have to struggle for it, and that I'll never earn what I'm really worth at a body knowledge level. So first, I would say that your relationship with money is going to be evolving over time. You're never going to actually lock into some certain, like, this is where it is and I'll just like be here forever. It's something that you're going to be consistently opening up to, right? So when it comes to like, when you're saying I'll never earn what I'm really worth, like what does that mean? What are you worth, right? How can you actually monetize that? 
you can't. <laughs> you can't. You're not actually worth like a certain number, right? However, there's the understanding that when it comes to our relationship with money, we have these pre-existing programs running based on how we were raised, based on what we hear as we're growing up, you know, based on the jobs that we have now, all these kind of things about how you're supposed to earn money. So having an awareness and an understanding of what these pieces are and how they're influencing us and then starting to see that, oh, there's actually different possibilities of how I can earn money, right? And you're here on this live, you're already opening up to all these different ways that you could earn money in ways that feel like aligned with your gifts, fulfilling, not draining for your body, all of that kind of stuff. So I would say instead of setting some like, I'm gonna reach some target where suddenly it'll click into place and I'll be charging my worth and I'll be, you know, doing, getting what I know I deserve and be like, it won't be hard to earn. It's just actually like committing to the journey, right? So instead of like locking in that, like a switch has flipped, it's, it's instead focusing on opening over time. Hmm. I wonder if this could be a little easier. I wonder if this could be a little more comforting to my, my body and my nervous system. I wonder if I could align this a little more with my gifts. I wonder if I can make a little more. And you do that again and again and again, over and over again, and you can always be playing with these ideas of, I wonder what it would be like to make a million dollars in a year. Playing with these ideas, but not getting so attached to them that we, we stop liking where we are now because we're not there, but instead focusing on this consistent over time, opening a little more to it feeling a little better, opening a little more to being a little more empowered with money, opening a little more to making more money. And over time, as you keep doing that work consistently, it changes in a way that's actually sustainable. And you'll look back and your life and your how you interact with money will be like entirely different. So that's what I would say about that question. Let me know if that lands. Okay. Next question. Okay, I I moved the wrong question. Okay. Were you okay, you all are gonna love this question. (laughs) You're gonna love this question. Um, were you ever in a space where you invested a lot, maxing out cards for courses, coaches, books, and the abundance not coming in yet to a point where you don't want to invest anymore? Okay, so let me know if this question resonates with you, if you've ever wondered this question. If you've gotten to a point where you're like, man, I'm doing all the right things, I'm making the investments, I'm, you know, like, I'm, I'm putting out the money, when's the money coming back in? So I get asked this question, like every single time I do a money Q&A, I get asked this question. And I think it's really important to talk about, especially in the coaching industry, because we hear all the time like invest 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 and yes (laughs) you should be investing but it's not it's not some equation like if you invest in the coach you think you should invest in or in the programs you think you should invest in or do the things you're supposed to do it'll work for you there's not an equation otherwise we would all be millionaires and it'd be freaking awesome right so instead this is about learning how to trust your own discernment and put your own priorities first, right? If you're someone who's like, like 
fuck it. I'm going to take out a 40K loan. I'm going to invest in all this. Like, we're going hard. That feels really good to me. Like, actually, like, I feel safe doing that. I feel confident doing that. That feels fun. Then go for that. If you think you should do that and you do something like that and then you go into freeze mode and you're, like, not doing anything in your business and you're, like, waking up, like, terrified, um, then maybe take it a little slower. You don't have to be constantly investing. In fact, I've had times where I was investing like the least, right? Like not not that much in my business and had big growth spurts. It's not like this, like I invest and suddenly the next month I make it back immediately, right? What we're looking at again is opening over time, a cumulative compounding of what you're learning, right? So it's not like it's not like input equals output it's like learning what works for you getting the support that works for you and step by step day by day being like do i actually feel like i want to invest more or am i doing this because i feel pressure am i doing this because i feel like it's not going to work if i don't have someone there to support me or do you actually are you actually in a place where you have a backlog of courses, of knowledge, of working with coaches, and you need to have some time to implement and save your money back up, right? So letting yourself sit with those questions. No, you don't have to be investing all the time, but you also don't want to use that as an excuse to be like, okay, I'm not going to invest because Melissa says I don't have to, (laughs) right? It's that balance. Like, no if you're avoiding investing out of fear, obligation, guilt, and you know it would be supportive and you know it'd be like the courageous thing to do, then you push yourself and you do it, right? If you're just doing it and you're throwing money at things, hoping you'll make money back, then maybe you wait a second and you integrate and you save some money back up. Okay, how does that land? Yep, I feel this one for show. Does that make sense to you all? How's that feel? And again, feel free as you're coming in. I'm reading off some questions that were sent in, but you can ask me anything in the comments. I also love, love, love. I'm very generator and I'm very social. So please be chatting with me. So I know that these things are landing with you all. Okay, yay! Sheely, great, 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 great. Yes, it landed. Wonderful. Yes, this information is so useful. Perfect. Okay, great. Thank you. I will go on to the next question. Okay. How can I avoid overworking myself? I love this question too. How can I avoid overworking myself and stay in the capacity of my nervous system while still creating the wealth that I want to experience? Okay, who likes this question? How can I avoid overworking myself and stay in the capacity of my nervous system while still creating the wealth that I want to experience? I'm going to give you two things. I should probably give you more than two, but I have two right at the top of my head. One, one thing I just want to go ahead and just burst a bubble on is that hard, like, like, okay, Mm mm-mm. I think there's a stigma sometimes against working hard. And the thing is, you don't want to overwork yourself. You don't want to burn out, right? But at first, when you're learning a different paradigm of making money, if you're starting a business, things like this, what I like to call it, and if you've been in my containers, <laughs> the bubble handle, 
Um, if you've been in my containers, you've heard me talk about this. I've even made a reel on this before. I like to call it a sacred birth. What happens in a birth? It is uncomfortable. There is pressure. You're pushing a bit, right? But you're creating something new. This is a new reality that you're making with money. It's going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be some pressure, but it won't stay that way forever. You'll birth out a child. You'll like, it'll start flowing and you'll have some space to relax, to heal up, to integrate, all that kind of stuff. And then you're gonna go through these processes again and again as you're going into new levels, uncharted territory, if you're putting out new offers into the world, if you're playing with a new way of creating money, like making new investments or something like that, maybe putting together a product line or whatever it is that you're doing, there's gonna be periods of working hard. So I just wanna say that, however, we are not glamorizing burnout. We are finding a balance of, ooh, how can I work hard but also work smart? I remember when I was starting my business, I was just doing all this random shit because I didn't actually know what were the things that would make the money, right? So I was working hard, but it wasn't actually having as much impact as the things I do now because I've had so much practice. I know, okay, here are the things I can do that actually, like, move the needle in my business that move things forward and the things I do have so much more potency and energy behind them plus I have a team supporting me all of that kind of stuff so you learn over time what's going to work so that things can move faster with like less energy but it's finding that balance of yes you know working quote-unquote hard like when I say I work hard it means I work like I, I work very clearly I don't work a ton compared to how, you know, I was when I was in a nine to five, but I, I work with like potent energy, you know what I mean? And I work bravely and I work smartly, <laughs> smartly, is that a word? I don't think so. Um, but we also, of course, want to be careful that we're not going into burnout. I actually started my business already in burnout. I had burnt, been in burnout for years. So it was, for me, it was like coming back and, and learning how to um, listen to myself. And that's the thing, right? It's this day by day checking in with our bodies. If you need a nap, you take it. If you need a day off, you take it. If you go into, need to go into nature and like lay in the forest, you take it. And trusting that your business can be, and your, your, your career, whatever it is, can be supported by the capacity that your, your body has. Another thing I'll say too is that when you're talking about your nervous system capacity, that capacity has the ability to expand. That's the amazing thing about us humans. We can evolve, we can grow, we can develop our, our capacity to hold more, right? While it takes less energy. You've seen this in many ways in your life. Something that used to throw you off, now when it happens, you're like, bloop, oh, that's cool, I can handle that. So it's also important to be doing practices. We do this work in Wealthy. We also do this work in the Nervous System Masterclass, which is called Capacity, haha. <laughs> to expand what we can hold without it, you know, taking us out, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's so important to check in every day because we change all the time. And something that resonated yesterday might not today. Exactly, exactly. So important to feel the balance. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. We like the childbirthing analogy. Great. Okay, where are we? How do I navigate 
the guilt associated with charging for my coaching and programs? Oh, this is a good question, too. All right, who feels guilt come up around money and charging and all the things? I'm going to do another bubble burst. I'm going to do another bubble burst. Tough love. All right, I'm going to hit it a little, a little, a little head on at first, and then we'll, we'll, we'll soothe it out, okay? We're going to do this, and then we're going to soothe it, okay? Your guilt doesn't help anybody. It does not help anybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Guilt is the shadow side of your compassion, right? Why are you feeling guilty? Because you want everybody to have abundance and you want everybody to feel like successful and all that kind of stuff. But if you're just feeling guilty about it, it's not actually doing anything. Okay? It's not actually doing anything. So you don't have to like... My phone got weird. Is my screen dark or is it just for me? I think it's just for me. Okay. Anyway. You don't have to like pendulum to the other side. So often what we see when we're trying to like evolve in some certain way or, or create a new way of working with things. Hi, Erica. Hi, Erica. So good to see you. We have this pendulum thing, right? So if we're feeling guilty about charging, if we're feeling guilty about our, our rates and things like that, sometimes we can just try to pendulum to the other side and be like, I'm going to charge what I'm worth, damn it. And, like, reinforce this, like, this intense belief that it's, like, I, I can charge whatever I want and I'm worth it and all this kind of stuff. But my suggestion instead, oh, yay, the trees. These are aspens. These are the aspens. They look like birches, don't they? I love them. They're, um, I'm outside in my yard, you all, and this is, this is where I sit and work every day in the summertime. Not in the wintertime, because in the wintertime it's freaking cold. Cold. For those of you who don't know, I live in Colorado. I live at 8,500 feet. And it is very dry and it is very cold. Alright, what was I even saying? Oh yeah, so we pendulum the other way, but my suggestion is to find, and that's okay, right? Sometimes, like, we have to put a little more, um, like a little more, a little more, like, push behind it, you know? Like being like, I'm affirming myself and all these things. But the middle way is kind of just being like, it's, it's learning to become neutral. Like, this is, this is the reality we're in now. There's a coaching industry. The rates that we charge are normal at relative different levels, depending on, you know, how many clients you're working it with, your experience, all this kind of stuff. Just neutralize it, right? You are a coach. You have coaching offers. You charge for those offers. It's a business. And at the same time, underneath that, you can have like okay this is you know I have all this like beautiful service that I'm offering but I feel like when you try to do that when you're always trying to justify it you're always going to be trying to justify it right which of course you want to like believe in yourself you want to see the service behind things but at a certain point that's just you just know that it's just who you are you know that okay my work is is good work for the most part of course, there's places where I'm going to learn that, okay, I could have handled that situation differently or this container I could offer in a different way that would support people better. But it's just like acknowledging and integrating that you are a business owner. You charge for your services. You're a relatively good person, right? It's not all black and white. Like, 
we make mistakes and we try to learn from them, but we're doing our best and, and we're a business and we charge for it, right? So that's what I would say about that. Yeah. And then, you know, the thing is too, like, again, you don't have to be like, I'm going to try to be a really good person and let that justify why I charge. Like, just be a good person. Just be a good person because you want to be a good person, you know? Like, be a good person and, and donate to things you want to donate to and give scholarships if you want to give scholarships and, you know, use your money the way you want to use your money. But don't let that be justification for why you're charging. Just be a good person and charge for your business. They don't have to, like, like, you, you don't have to be a good person in order to charge, you know what I mean? But, like, you are a good person, so, like, you get to do both. How do we easily attract money from a space venture capitalist where investors do not match our vibrations? So, so interesting. What's your business? What's your business? I would love to know. My fiance has been in the world of um, investors for a long time. So I can speak from this place, from my experience in watching him. I know there's a bit of delay. Mm-hmm. There's always a bit of delay, so I'm just going to go ahead and start talking, and then, yeah, let me know a bit about your business and, like, all that kind of stuff. So, I would say that it is not true that there, oh, it's a biotech company. We build devices for more efficient production of therapies. Great. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, my fiance developed a sustainable manufacturing process for, uh, mainly for hemp, but it can be used for, um, all sorts of organics. So yay science. Uh, I was an engineer, engineer, just so you know, so I'm like super nerdy about these kind of things. So what I would say is like, I don't think it's necessarily true that there aren't investors out there that match your vibration. Of course, there are going to be lots of investors out there who are coming from a place of like, I just want to make the most money as possible and we don't care about the earth, we don't care about, you know, compensating our workers well, we don't care about all that kind of stuff. But there are people who want that. For example, my fiance and I had some meetings with, I'm not going to talk too much about it because just reasons, but we had some meetings with some different groups and the people in these groups were so, you know, caring about the environment. They were caring about their, their economy and the, the impact their economy had on the world and all these kind of things. So I would say like the, the first key is to have the belief and the openness that there are people out there who want to make investments from from a place of love and service to the world they might not be perfect no they might not be perfect but that's one thing about helping us support the world we're not trying to get to perfect we're trying to do a little better it's just like what i talked about at the beginning of this with your relationship with money we're not trying to just if we're trying to like jump all these steps it's we're gonna like land back where we were but if we're trying to be a little better and then a little better, and then a little better, 
then that's much more sustainable. That's much, we can make progress with that. Like we can handle that. And over time, that better, again, compounds and it gets better and better and better and better. So that's what I'd say about that one. Hi everybody coming in. If you're just coming in, we are doing a money Q&A. This will all be recorded. Feel free to ask me any questions. Okay, going on to the next one. Oh my goodness. How do you do money work when your basic needs aren't actually met and you're in a trauma response mode? Okay, so this is a great question. What I would say about this is I would start off by working, doing money work in ways that you can access that don't require a huge investment. So for instance, like wealthy is $1,888 if paid in full. We have payment plans. That's about the normal for courses. Um, we have a scholarship application open now. Actually, it's a partial scholarship that's open till Monday if you're interested. Um, but you don't have to like jump into a course first thing. I would suggest first like reading books, <laughs> books that cost like $25, you know, um, and then, you know, listening to podcasts, things like that. And then, you know, okay, I know who asked this question, so I'm going to speak to you directly. So this is a very nuanced question, but because I know you, I'm going to talk to you. So another thing I would suggest is if you're first starting your business, if you're first starting your business and you're having a lot of trouble meeting rent and like buying food and things like that, what I suggest for people is to, you don't have to go full in at first. I quit my job and went full in, but I also got to live at home so I didn't have to pay rent for the first year of my business, which is a lot of like privilege and, and support and all of that kind of stuff. But I also spent, you know, a long time working at my job and kind of getting things like kind of getting things going and also working on building my social media presence and all this kind of stuff. And then once I quit my job, I did some odd jobs and I like sold a bunch of my belongings. So I would say like you don't have to pressure yourself to make money in your business at first, like make money in this new way. In fact, that'll just make it a little harder because it starts to put like pressure on you making money and it starts to come from this place of like, I need to make money, which is okay, right? Like sometimes we need to make money. But if it's so much pressure that it's making it hard to move, like putting you in that freeze response, then I would say like overlap for a while. Overlap, like have have a part-time job, like, you know, work at a coffee shop or, or you know, do some like, um, what, it, what is it called? Like Instacarting and different things like that. Like have some money coming in so that you don't feel so much pressure from your business. That's what I would say about that. Ah, you have a wonderful Facebook group of masterclasses, which I find so wonderful being at the same place. Ah, uh, yeah. Struggling and getting my needs met. Yeah, there's a ton of free masterclasses in there. Ton of free masterclasses. Thank you for pointing that out. Super grateful for you sharing so much wisdom for free. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. Yay. Okay. 
we're going to do a few more questions. <laughs> How to find the sweet spot where my pricing is not obnoxiously outrageous, but still gives me the credibility of an expert in my profession while simultaneously giving me the potential clients and the butterflies because it's such an overwhelming feeling of fuck yes. <laughs> so, again... <laughs> this is something like what's obnoxious for you now is not going to be obnoxious like when what I think about what I charge now like for my one-on-one things like that I used to like that used to be my huge like even thinking about making that much in one month used to be crazy not like let alone charging it so your your idea of what's obnoxious and not obnoxious like what's reasonable and not is going to change over time so just let yourself kind of like open up slowly over time and if you know that you're undercharging okay raise your prices you don't have to go into something that like freaks you out and you don't even want to share because you you feel embarrassed and you, you don't actually feel like anyone's going to pay you for that we're gradually stair-stepping what we're charging mm-hmm <laughs> What best practices do you have for making brave investments that you know will be transformative for you? I love this question. So I actually put a practice on every single one of my checkouts. Not every single one. We don't have it on some master classes and things like that. But for anything above like $1,000, we put a practice on where what I like to have people do and what I do myself is I take myself through a ritual, right? So and a lot of times I've done so much investing now that I can do it pretty quickly but where I go through like do some shadow work. So whether that be like tapping or breath work and really feeling into, you know, having compassion for my fear so that I'm not doing it from this underlying place of fear. Like, have you ever bought something and you just kind of did it numbly and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to do it and get it over with really quickly. I like to make it really intentional. So having space for the shadows to come up, having space for the fears to come up, loving with them, moving through them, breathing, all of that kind of stuff until I come to this place where I'm feeling really clear. Hi, Chrissy! (laughs) Feeling really clear and feeling really like, yes, this is what I'm meant to do and empowered and, you know, having an understanding, like visualizing where this is taking me, but also not being so attached, like I'm going to do this and I better have like a 10K month after that you know, not making it so, just doing it because, like, you know it's the, the, the right thing to do. I also think it's important, too, like, sometimes, you know, sometimes we do, like, there's been a lot of times, especially at first in my business, where I would do these, like, kind of, like, what felt crazy to me investments at the time, and again, like we talked about at the beginning, I think that's okay, but having like a sit down with your finances, I think is also a really good idea um, because it's okay if it feels a little edgy, but you don't want it to like push you to the point that, you know, for instance, if you're doing like a one-on-one container with someone and it's over the course of six months and, you know, you get to month two and you're like, oh my gosh, I like can't make this payment. You don't want it to be something that's draining you or also that puts you in like, a weird relationship with the coach it's okay like that happens sometimes um if that's happened to you it's okay you just learn from it but but having both that like like a bit of that edginess going into the fears getting into the knowingness and doing it from that expansive place and then also having 
enough of a relationship, which this is something we talk about in Wealthy a lot, is that balance of that inner expansion, the embodied abundance, but then also having intimacy with your finances. And again, like I talked about at the beginning, if you're the kind of person who's like, I feel like I want to get a 40k loan and go all in and make this happen, then you do that. But it's all about discerning what's right for you. Hi, everybody. If you're coming in, I'm answering lots of questions about money. Feel free to drop your questions in the chat box. And this will all be recorded on my page. If you haven't said hello yet, say hello. Say hello. Okay. Do do do. How to release shame around my spending habits and gain a more non-emotional approach to looking at finances and numbers. So this is why I love working, being intimate with money. Okay. We have a practice that we do in Wealthy called Account Alchemy. And I was doing it every once in a while with people, but I've actually started doing it with the, the group once a month where we go in and actually take time and look at our finances, look at our accounts. Um, and I take you all through a practice that helps to bring more um, like shame releasing, empowerment, trust, um, and actually like understanding like the tangible aspects of finance and numbers and things like that. So actually going in and being intimate with your money can really help when it comes to understanding your spending and having uh, gratitude for your spending and also understanding where your spending might be a little bit out of, um, you know, out of reactiveness or out of habitual, you know, just things that you've been doing and places that you can clean it up so that your spending can be really focused on the things that you know you really want to invest your money in that are going to improve your life, that are going to improve the life of others. Um, and that for sure can just be fun, silly things and presents for yourself or clothes or whatever it is that you want. Um, but I would say getting intimate with your money a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps with like your savings that helps with all sorts of things, all sorts of things like debt, getting like actually going in and looking at your debt is a really powerful practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm going to answer one more. If there is one more question of someone here live, you can drop it. I'm going to do one more here, and then if there's one more live, you all can ask a question here on the chat, and I'll come in and uh, answer it. Okay. Which one do I want to ask? Oh, bless you, buddy. Okay. How to surrender to money and trust in abundance. In other words, recalibrate the scarcity mindset and transform limiting beliefs. Okay. How to surrender to money and trust in abundance. So I love this question um, because, wow, are you okay? Can you hear my dog sneezing? Say hello. Can you all see him? Yeah. Hi, buddy. So the reason that we don't trust money a lot is because it's actually a symptom of not trusting life it's actually a symptom of our underlying fear of not being safe and secure because we're all dying as soon as we're born (laughs) okay so having more money 
does not actually make this fear go away. If you have all the money in the world, your fear will be projected onto something else. It'll be projected onto, you know, we might fear not having enough money and then we fear losing the money or we fear, you know, our, our partner leaving us or all these kind of things. But the underlying fear is actually the fear of, of um, impermanence and of, of death. So the work that we do in Wealthy is first working with that. <laughs> it's first working with that. We don't cover it up by just making more money. We don't cover it up by just being like, you just trust, just trust. We first actually embrace the truth that life is coming and going, that money isn't ours to begin with, that, yeah, that, that, that life is so precious, right? And from that place, we can stop projecting that fear. Like if we actually go to the root of that fear, we're not making some false trust. We're actually like leaning into the nature of life, of it being uncertain, of it being wild and spontaneous and sometimes chaotic and learning how to work with that first, learning how to be with that, be present with that, be trusting and be in a restful state and working with our nervous system with that and working with you know our, our trust in ourselves to be able to make decisions and from that place you start to have this understanding that no matter what right like with money with with your relationships with you know anything that can happen with with life you can figure it out you can figure it out and and kind of bringing this lightness back to life this lightness of like it's kind of like we're here and we do the best we can and we try to help people and we try to love ourselves and we try to love life and then we go. And it's the same same with money. Money comes and we try to do our best with it and we work with it and try to love it and then it goes, you know? Even if you're building wealth, eventually, you know, it doesn't matter if you have millions of dollars in your bank account, eventually you're gonna lose that, <laughs> like when you die, right? So having this lightness about it, having this understanding of that impermanence is really powerful. And from that place, you can have more true trust, not just like, like, you know, that like kind of trust. It's like you're gripping on it. You're like, I'm trusting. I'm trusting. No, it's like, okay, true trust, true trust. And that takes, you know, that takes a lot of different it takes time for that to sink in. It also takes lots of practice. It takes reminding yourself every single day. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. How do you get intimate with money? Okay, so we do this work a lot in Wealthy. I take you through a lot of different practices, but the first place to start is like, just go in and look at your bank account. I know it sounds so simple, but so many people don't do this. They avoid looking at their account. Just go in, look at your account, look at your spendings, look at your savings, look at your debt, like just look at things. That's the first step. And then we go deeper in wealthy. And I think that's all I got for you today. So if you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM. Again, thank you all for being here. Thank you for asking these fabulous questions. I couldn't quite get to all of them, but yeah, listen back through if you're just tuning in and I'll talk to you all later. Okay. Have a good day.